Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. We ready? Hey everybody, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadonna, and with me, as always... Richie Byrne. And your producer, Soul Joel. We have quite the guest. And this all just came together, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, 18 minutes ago, I got a text message. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm from Philly. I was back in, visiting the folks, visiting my parents. We just had dinner at the Maggie's down by the ocean there. Because, you know, my father's a retired police detective. And so they get like 50% off down there. So they go down there for a month. That's what they do. That's what the folks do. His father will never be listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, my, old anyway. man, my old man throws his like badge down, the gold shield down. And, yeah, 50% off. So I had dinner with the parents, which is nice. We were sitting there having Who paid? Coffee. Well, I did. Oh, there you I go. I did. So it's 100% off for them. Yeah, it's 100% off for them. Yeah, uh, and so Jimmy Schubert, ladies it's and gentlemen. Jimmy Schubert, yeah. yeah, in the house. And, the legendary Jimmy Schubert. 18 Schubert. minutes yeah. ago, I get a text message. Hey, you want to go grab a beer? 18 minutes ago. How does that happen in show business 18 minutes ago from 18 minutes to text to actually right. podcast on air. And we, we didn't a, even know you were on this coast. Yes. Yeah, I, I move around a lot. I'm very, uh, <laughs> cl- I have a clandestine operation I run. I, Sometimes I know because you're wearing a combined joint specialist op- liaison wow. element jacket. Yeah, well, this is from Korea when I was over there doing shows for the military. <laughs> I decided to turn this stupid jacket, which I, I showed you earlier. Yeah. It says the Kings and Queens of Comedy, which was a stupid jacket. I forgot. It. I went to Rochester. I had forgot my jacket. So the club owner <laughs> gave was, me this it jacket. It was July. Two yeah. feet of snow. No, no. Well, yeah, it was Rochester. <laughs> it was July and it was minus two degrees because they only get like a month of summer up there. And so I took the jacket. He gave it to me and then I was leaving for Korea. So I covered the, all these stupid Bud Light and somebody else's name and this thing. I covered it with all these patches from these places I visited in Korea. And now my jacket is a souvenir from the trip. There you go. Shoot, it's so good to see you, brother. Good to see you too, Joe. How's everything going? Good, man. Uh, your brother's almost told me to quit the business. That said, eventually I'll get better. Yeah, that's no, it's funny. <laughs> my brother, my brother, we were doing the, we were doing the uh, Valley Forge Casino, and I guess Joe went up and he's talking to him. He goes, "Oh, you were one of the comedians," and my my sister-in-law goes, "John." He was already on stage. No, 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 no. Oh, no. How, he, how said, he, he said, uh, "So uh, it was not bad." There was two comics on the show, right? Well, <laughs> and, and he wasn't wrong. <laughs> uh, but he was, and and, uh, and then uh, so funny. So then my brother went up to do some karaoke because he's got a black belt in karaoke. <laughs> and then uh, Joel returned it's the favor and said, "You want to be alone, by anyone?" And so. Uh, and so he comes off stage and goes, yeah, you'll get together one day. You'll be a singer one day. You know, just, <laughs> right, just, did, the, just did the same comment back to him after he got off stage. So it was uh, it's perfect. Uh, it was perfect. Right. <laughs> now, he's a Schubert. I'm surprised it wasn't a fist fight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I got more fist fights growing up inside my house than I actually did outside. How many brothers? I got six. There's six of us. I got couple, three brothers. Yeah, so. I got six of us. But uh, some of my brothers became tradesmen. Because we spent a good part of our youth 
covering the holes in the wall that they created <laughs> from fighting and putting this each other behind the walls. This guy can hide a patchwork from and this guy, I'm going to tell you something. This guy can hang uh, some drywall like you can't believe. <laughs> Cut out the patch, put in the patch, zip it up, boom. So a lot of them become tradesmen because they got a good experience fixing Hiding my mother's from walls from this, all the fights we had when we were growing up. And it's my, great. Bro- my brother and I got no fight once and I put his head through the wall. Yeah. And then we're immediately, as soon as it went through the wall, we both stopped with our hands around each other's neck and go, oh shit, how do we fix this before mom gets home? Yeah. My brother once threw a battery at me because he just couldn't take it anymore. And I wasn't even doing anything. He just turned around. He whipped the battery. It hit me me in the eye. Yeah, it was like... And then and my cousin was over. She was crying. There was pandemonium. My parents were out. And I'm upstairs bleeding. And he comes up and goes, all right, we got to figure out what we're going to tell the parents. Yeah. Like, in other words, you can't say, I threw a battery at yeah. you. So it was one of these where I opened a closet and it hit me my, in the eye. And- my brother threw an actual glass at me. And it missed my head. But it stuck in the plaster of Paris wall. like a <laughs> It just stuck in the wall with the rim of the glass. They call it art now. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's, it's just stuck it's in there. I'm glad that thing didn't hit me. That would have, that would have, that would have, that would have fucked me up. But, uh, you wouldn't have got all the acting. You know, that's so funny because is my that brother. Your medical view on this? Yeah, because well, my I mean, brother then, was a doctor. Then, and only then, it would have fucked me up. Fucked me well, up. you know, I, I remember See him in the hospital. The doctor goes, he's fucked up. My brother did hit me in the side of the head with one of those iron skillet pans. Just Jeez. ding. And I woke up the next day, and my ear was sore. And I, I think I slept funny on my ear as I'm walking to work. It wasn't the skillet. No, it was the skillet. It hurt. Like I, I mean, I I didn't even realize it. I got home. And what happened? He goes, yeah, Bob. Don't you remember last night? Yeah. This is how you know Philly's tough. If that happened to anybody in my hometown, their nickname would be Skillet the rest of their life. Yeah. He almost didn't remember that story. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah. Well, another <laughs> day at home. Now, Jimmy, uh, Richie, and Mark are gonna make fun of me because I'm terrible at segues. But here we go, buddy. Mark, you were talking about earlier about you didn't know what coast he was on. You left here, you went back to the comedy store, you're hanging out with David Spade, a lot of people. That's Even though you're from Philly, you started comedy in the West Coast. How do you feel no, about... No, I started here doing those satellite rooms like John Barleycorns and stuff and doing a comedy factory outlet and the comedy... I started in Philly and I did it for... I mean, I started when I was younger. I mean, I, when I hit 18, I was kind of Damn. doing magic and I kind of hung up the wand. I released the God. rabbit into oh, the wild. Oh, you're great. And then I started doing, and then I started doing, uh, started doing stand up. And so I had all those years of performing for like, you know, Boy Scout jamborees and kids parties. <laughs> Stop bragging. I didn't Stop get to bragging. my, Stop bragging. I didn't, I didn't get to my question though. So I, how, how do you, how do you, how do you feel about like the, the show? Like I'm dying up here because you pretty much got your start, even though you didn't start there. You started the comedy. Yeah, show. I did. I, I so how do you it. view a show like that and how much do you, even though it's Lucy Dude, if I watched it I could tell you I really I got I got okay. no I, got, right. I don't I don't I'm not <laughs> great question Joe wait, yeah. way to do some prep before the show <laughs> well in all fairness there was no time to do some prep no, there was but no. I just I, if you know, I watched it I could tell you but, but I, I, I lived it so I lived it so I don't have to watch it yeah you know I lived it so I don't have to watch it and obviously the, you know the, they're taking artistic license with it and, and this that and the other thing yeah, that's everybody, why, that's why and everybody knows producer. what my story is I mean I was a I started out as a doorman there and, you know, uh, and, and some other, uh, and, and, and was working the door and got to watch some of the best guys.
guys in the country and Rob Williams and, and uh, Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Kinnison and, uh, you know, Arsenio Hall and all these guys will come in and you get to, get to watch them. You get to watch some real shitty comedians, too. You can learn as much watching a shitty comedian as you like can watch Mark a great Rickadonna, comedian. So that was Burns. So that was, no, that was my kind of college. And, you know, and, and so I got to, got to watch there. And, you know, and it's I'm, I'm working on a book. You and I have a I, similar I, story. I really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I am. Because it's touring with Kinnison in the early days of comedy story. I just going to set a couple things you straight. You should. That's I'm great. In, I'm in enough... You know, I'm in Marin's book, Mark Marin's book, Jerusalem Complex. When he was, uh, you know, when he was a little bit lost, you know, Mark Marin, you know, got lost into the into the booger sugar, the Bolivian <laughs> marching powder. It's no secret. He talks about it. But, uh, you know, I had to, I had to, you know, shake some sense into him. I said, get your shit together. You know, they're not sacrificing cats and you're not, you're caught up in all this silly shit. I said, put the fucking straw down, get rid of the blow and fucking get your shit together. And he said, on his podcast, the W2F podcast, he says, I says, so what did you do after that? He goes, well, I got another bag of blow, and then I got in my car, and I decided to drive out of town. I so walked all the way back to Boston. No, but, you know, I, I mean, you know, it was just a it was just crazy, that crazy time period, you know. I mean, we were these young comics, and we were hanging out with Kinnison and the comedy store. It was a different time period. It was, you know, I mean, like that kind of thing was, you know, I guess more readily available and more socially acceptable than it is now. I mean, you know, we all outgrew it. We all kind of got older and figured the shit out. But, I mean, you know, that's... Yeah, guys told me back then comics would get paid in Coke. Yeah, I, there was there was guys yeah, you, that... You, you had would a choice of money or Coke. <laughs> Green or white. Well, no, you wouldn't work for those guys because you can't go to your landlord and then go, hey... Take this right. in lieu of rent. I mean, you know, you were you know, you couldn't do that, so you had to. Now they pay you in sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. yeah now they go, but there's a meal. But we fed you. Yeah, yeah I lo I love when they got you call your agent. Well, how many uh, how many Instagram followers do you got? I, I want my agent to go. Yeah, how many Instagram followers do you got? Because yeah. Jimmy doesn't play a club with less than ten thousand Instagram followers. <laughs> you know, that's not really you know fucking management advice you know I, yeah okay i know i gotta raise my social media profile you fuck but what are you doing on your end you making any phone calls asshole fucking mr 15 fucking percent he wants to say i'm gonna fucking manage you and take 15 percent of all the income you generate I go, well that's not how it works asshole you do the work get 15 percent of the money if i'm doing the work you don't go know about it. I mean, it's a, I'm just sick and tired of fucking, you know, paying these fucking assholes that don't do any fucking work. And so everybody else, yeah, everybody tells you do this, do and then you do it, and they go, now you got to do this, now you got to do that. Yeah, I, I could be ends. a fucking agent. Things are slow right now. <laughs> Things are slow right now. Give me my money. Remember, I'm afraid. I love when I'm going, you know, I want to be a comedian. Yeah, well, I hope you like fucking airports. <laughs> you know, I just want to, you know, become fucking mean. Mark, your questions are much better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, yeah. he's lived it. <laughs> I was going to say, you and I had pretty parallel beginnings because yeah. I started out as a door guy at Stand Up New York. Yeah. And the well, funny thing was, it was the same guys coming through our doors as yours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's well. I just think it's great. I think I think it, it's a great starting point because you get to see people what all the best right guy. Yeah. You get to see all the guy, the best guys doing it. I mean. And of course, obviously, people that aren't doing it so good. But I, you can learn lessons from those guys as well. I mean, I, there was a there was a, like late night guys there. You could you could learn as much from bad comedian as you could from a good comedian. I mean, I would just sit there and just take mental notes and and try to find out what same eight characteristics all these successful guys had that that some of the less successful guys didn't have. Those I think it was I think it was Hitchcock said uh, you never learn anything from watching a good movie and saying I want to do stuff like this yeah you learn from watching a bad movie going i'm never going to do that yeah 
But would you say too though that people don't understand if you're not in the business, you you got to see Pryor, Williams, whoever, but you got to see them working. Yeah, not, that, well, not, that, the, not the finished product. product. Yeah, no, that's, and that's what people don't understand. They think that's true. You got to watch Pryor's process was what he come in and he would just go up on stage for like seven minutes and just start talking for seven minutes, and then three months later, that seven minutes that started out. Was now forty five minutes, yeah. but I mean he was working on it every night. He would yeah. come in there and it started at a starting point, and you know Pryor had this like ridiculous sense of honesty when it came to his kind of stand up. I mean yeah. he was an open book, and you know and, and other guys, you know. And I just love watching Carlin. I mean I think Carlin's my probably my favorite. I just love the way he played Quick language. Question. And, and do you like early Carlin where it was more joke infused, or do you like later Carlin where it's more philosophy? I like I like both actually. I like I I just I just think the way he played with. I mean the guy's got twenty three albums. He's got fourteen HBO specials. He's got eight books. I just think it was a content. Monster, I think if I lived the lady, which is probably not going to happen, but, <laughs> but uh, you may not make it through this podcast. Well, uh, uh, essentially, that you're not going to see a content monster like that, like somebody, yeah. like I mean, Louis C.K. was on the verge, but I mean, even you go, you can't write a new fucking hour every year. Maybe it'll take you a year and six months. Maybe it takes you two years. But I don't give a fuck if you don't have twenty yeah. fucking writers going and you're by yeah. yourself. Nobody's that fucking good. I mean, it takes time. I mean, if you gave it another six months, those ideas, it happens today. Like, I think a bit's finished and I come up with two or three more segments. Like, you know, when I go, I'm glad I fucking waited to fucking record that because that would have yeah. been, it's a different bit now. It's a whole different thing and you're constantly working on that. Well, you got somebody like uh, Carlin who does these, uh, he does these like, you know, new hours every couple years or whatever. Yeah. And guys like Rich Jenny, he was another one who just yeah, another one of my pumping favorites. it out. Yeah, just another one of my favorites. Well, it's, you know, it's... I don't think it's 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 not possible to have that much to talk about. Well, sure, sure it is. I mean, but, you know, if you're making that kind of money, you, like, you know, I would have a, I would have five guys. I would, I, would, I would have two guys writing at home, and I'd have two guys that were on tour with me watching my show every night giving me notes. I mean, you, that's the only way you could do it. I mean, you're one guy. I mean, let's say you, you got a podcast you're doing, you got this you're doing, you got this, you're auditioning for... I mean, it's, it's a million things. It's not just not enough. It's just not enough to tell fucking jokes anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had a conversation with Brian Regan probably about, like, you know, maybe two months ago I was in... Frickin' the Bob in the Dr. Grins. Oh, the Bob, we've been there in years. <laughs> yeah, but I was there, and he was doing the, 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 the theater, and he came in afterwards, and we sat and we had a conversation. It was like, you know, I didn't think of anything past that, which was telling jokes. Right. But then you look at guys like... I mean, Joe Rogan, who's a substantial human being. I mean, you look at his podcast, he's got 20 million downloads a month. He does the UFC. He, you know, tours. He, you know, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's just, you know, I guess if you can figure it all out and do all that stuff, some people can handle it. Some people, I mean, it's just, it's just a I'm lot. I'm thinking of starting another podcast where That's I just what you sleep should do. for six hours. Where you sleep for six and hours. You, just, yeah, you got to do Facebook Live with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, people want to I mean, see you sleep. I mean, that's the thing. Look, I mean, look, I, I don't think, I, I mean, so, 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 some of these people are fucking doing Facebook's lives. I go, really? You're not that fucking interesting. Knock it off. <laughs> and, and that fucking head looks like you get hit in the head with a bag of fucking nickels. I mean, Jesus. 
Let's fucking get some fucking, let's, let's fucking whiten them fucking teeth up first. Let's get, put on some fucking skin lotion. Let's fucking, let's get a haircut. I mean, you, I mean, you, you know, you're doing a fucking Facebook live and the camera's right there and you can tell by all the fucking broken fucking blood capillaries the and the tips nose. of the nose. You're the Tony yeah. Robbins of Northeast Philly. Yeah, the guy's got like, you, the guy can give you directions. So you're going to take the 405 down, come to the 101, go across. I mean. Hey, back up with the fucking camera a little bit. I don't need to see it in high definition. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, I'm a say I, I struggle with it because I know you got to do it. You got to become a social media influencer. That's the only way to get by now because uh, that's how they cast movies. That's how they do everything now. So you got to become a social media influence. And I and I and I battle with this. I, I'm an intensely fucking private person. I mean, I think I live enough of my life out there traveling all over the fucking you know. But some people think your life's interesting. I think it's fucking. I just you put your love life out there you're holding hands so what what's the big what you, well yeah but i mean very rarely i mean it's not every other fucking post but every once in a while me, me and my girl that, take a Jesus. yeah well it's like, I, mean, I see you take a picture it's of your right hand right. and put it online you put oh. your personal life out there joel i see you i see you up there taking a picture with your batch rag i know, see you put your personal life out there like no, I, I mean. I, <laughs> so the way we like to start our podcast is with a drink. I don't even know. I don't even know where we start. We're just we fucking busting balls. No, fucking, I mean, this was no show prep. He's him. He's eighteen months away. He's outside. He's show prep. Schubert comes down off a helicopter with a rope tied around his face. Yeah. Speaking he of stalker, he the window. Dress, he's at the parking lot. Yeah. I can't believe how quick you got it. I love it. Uh, but we start every show where we talk about a drink and then we tell a street joke. Uh, well, um, that's normally right. what we do, and we, I don't like to, in, that was, that was stream amazing. of conscience. No, here, yeah, well, 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 well that was, that was our opening routine. That yeah. was, here's uh, the street joke. Go ahead. Guy goes to the doctor, he's got his big gash in his upper thigh. He says, doctor, it looks like I'm going to need stitches. Could you please stitch me up? The doctor says, sure. You're losing some blood. Looks like you need stitches. Drop your trousers. Guy drops his pants, underwear and all. He's standing there. The doctor goes, holy shit. You got brown balls. He goes, Doc, just stitch me up. Let me get the hell out of here. I'm losing a little bit of blood. Doc goes, all right, I'll stitch you up. But I'm telling you, you got brown balls. So the doctor stitches him up, puts a little gauze bandage, some little antiseptic. The guy goes home, starts bitching at his wife. He goes, God damn it, honey. You keep this place looking like a pigsty. I came home. I slipped on a kid's skate. I fell on a, cut my leg on the corner of the table. I had to get stitches. She says, listen, you son of a bitch. I'm the mother of 11 of your children. I'm pregnant with the 12th. I don't even have time to wipe my ass. And he goes, and that's another thing I want to toss to you about. Well, that's it for me. Wow. Wow. That was the most intense 17 minutes I I think I've ever been involved in. I can't wait to tell that the next senior group I play for. I uh, use this one. This is great for senior group. Guy, uh, guy goes to the doctor. Says, "Doctor, uh, I don't feel good. I, uh, last night I, I I work at the circus, and after we got done work, I got drunk, and I, I fucking passed out. I think one of the elephants fucked me." The doctor says, "Oh, holy shit, son! Just calm down." He goes, "Drop your trousers and turn around. And let's have a look." The guy drops his pants and turns around, and the doctor goes. Holy shit. He goes, your, your asshole looks like a pie plate. He goes, I told you one of the elephants fucked me. He goes, I, I got bad news for you, son. An elephant didn't do this. Their dicks are long and skinny. He goes, yeah, I, 
I think he fingered me first. (laughs) (laughs) Not as funny as the first one. Remember uh, remember we talked about not working dirty? Yeah, oh, was it? Is it was no, 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 no. I didn't realize this was streaming. Like, I'm just no, no, no. PG, PG-13. Yeah, no, 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 we're good. No, we're the good. nuns in the convent love this. No. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Drinks, no, you're like a, you're a vodka uh, club guy, right? I've been known. I've uh, I've drank. Uh, I've I've gone through phases. I you know I've drank I've drank some scotch and say you know you sip on scotch. I, I've, I've drank some uh, Patron on the rocks over the years. I, you know I'm I'm not I'm not really like a beer drinker. Maybe once in a while I'll drink a beer. But yeah, I guess I'm a vodka on the rocks guy now. And and you know and and even that's like you know not even you know I like just a couple and that's it. I'm not. I've never been one. To After get... a show, that's what you calm down with. Yeah, I, I like yeah, a little vodka, well, vodka, vodka club soda, not straight yeah. vodka, vodka, vodka club soda with a twist of lime. Nice, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, what kind of vodka? I like the, I'll go Tito's or everybody's on that Tito's, man. Tito's yeah. are club so soda. good. Yeah, well, you know, because it's like Tito's isn't that they they, they uh, Tito's isn't like like. I don't want to pay fifteen dollars for a glass of freaking you know yeah, vodka. Gray, yeah, gray, gray if you get if you yeah gray goose or kettle. They're, they're considered top shelf liquors, but Tito's, which is a kind of a smoother it's vodka. Better. It's very and it's smooth. Made, and it's made yeah. in Austin, and so it's, a, it's, a, it's an American company, term. and I support American companies. So, yeah. I'll sacrifice my <laughs> liver for uh, an American company. So, there's, there's the drink. There's True the patriot. joke. You know what I really want from you? What? Do you have any good Kennison stories? Uh, you were yeah. just on the documentary. Yeah, I was just on that uh, I Am Sam Kinison documentary. I toured with Sam for about five years as one of his opening acts. I was probably friends with him for about eight years. And uh, uh, I thought you were going to say, toured with him for ten, friends with him for about five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to know him through the comedy store, right? Yeah. I Well, the story uh, that's kind of been noted is that one night we were doing a we were at the comedy store and it was a late night Monday night and you know Sam would go on last and uh, you know they did this whole it was just a fucking crazy night there was like rock and roll stars and you know just just everybody was anybody Monday night at the comedy store was a real kind of carnival souls right. and just all this you know gathering of these these people and uh, Sam would go on last and it was getting late and there was this little Thai bartender that uh, would run the mat and go he, he get off now he get off now and they didn't fucking realize. I mean, you know, Sam Kinison's on stage doing his thing, and they came. And Sam would go on last because they came to see Sam. So it was like he would stay, and if he stayed, and this was yeah. this was celebrities almost, right? You're saying this was like, well, yeah, well, yeah, but that time, yeah, well, he just had, he he had a celebrity following, yeah, he did. And so uh, you know, I was kind of uh, at the time. Uh, I I had this motorcycle kind of enduro street dirt bike that, uh, and uh, I was riding that, and I kind of went in. And kind of just wheeled it backstage, and was just sitting on it, you know, doing my uh, best James Dean, rubbing without a bank account, <laughs> and uh, and I was just waiting for uh, him to finish. And we just hanging, out. and then uh, someone said, well, "You gonna drive your motorcycle out there?" And I said, "I don't know why." He goes, "Well, no one's ever done it before." And I go, "Well, you didn't have to fucking say that." <laughs> and I start up the thing and put the light on, and I'm just kind of gunning the engine. I can hear Sam out there going. Go and I, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but he was scared to death of motorcycles. But so I just kind of started up. I stand up on it. I come down the steps. Ging, ging, ging. You know, there's like these three steps there, and I kind of pulled up to the front of stage, and I had these mirrored sunglasses on, this long gray trench coat. I said, "It's last call." I said, "By the way, your ride's here." And he did. He did. Like, he just looked at me. And, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, he j- 
jumps on the back of the freaking motorcycle. the wheel. No, 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 talk about talk about unrehearsed. Unrehearsed. So I just kind of room and just kind of hit those three steps. Ging, ging, ging. We went up the steps and I made the turn Holy around the corner down this long hallway oh and out the God. back door. Are There's a doorway me? out the back. And you, I kind of just kind of slid up and just kind of popped it open with my foot and just kind of boom right out into the Sunset Boulevard. And Sam had a death grip on my right. Like I didn't realize he was scared to death of motorcycles because oh he'd fell, fallen off of one when he was a kid. So I had no idea that he was. And we just. Like, but right even if he sun. didn't, I'd be scared to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, then we go. I up was to, on stage a second ago. So we yeah. go up to yeah. uh, we go up to La Cienega and I make the U turn and he finally lets go of me. He goes, "You're a crazy motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I go, well, you know, and then I just kind of circled back around. I dropped him off at the front door. But by then, like 40 people heard the motorcycle go out the building. So he ran out to see what all the fuss was about. And, yeah. and so he got off my bike and I said, all right. And I just drove off. And I didn't fucking see him for like two weeks because he was out on tour and doing something. Next time I see him is at a comedy store back at the bar. And he's standing with Lorraine Newman and Randy Quaid. Damn. And I hear him, Jimmy Sugar, get over here, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> and he comes over and he told the story. And until he told the story, I didn't realize how cool it was. I just thought it was That's like, a great I was, story. I thought I was just fucking around. And so. I thought we were just and, fucking around. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so he tells the story. I didn't, I didn't know it was like, you know, I didn't know it was like, a, you know, it was, a, it was like a, you know, it was a... Folklore, folklore. Yeah, well, it was, it became, and then every once in a while, we run into somebody who was at the show that night and said, we go, they saw you driving off stage on the motorcycle, and so it was a, you it became said, a thing. But, which show, the first or the second? Yeah, which show, the first or the second. <laughs> there was 40 people tell, 40 people tell. Well, yeah, so it just became, it became this thing, but there, I mean, there's a lot of other stories, believe me. It was viral just, before, viral yeah. was viral. Yeah. Yeah. Think but, about how many Instagram likes you want to get I got to think that. when Sam Kinison is calling you a crazy motherfucker yeah. you got to think twice about your life <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah i i got uh, my my guardian angels have fucking probably three sets of wings I mean, <laughs> knock wood dude i'm just lucky I'm i don't just know lucky who you anything. hired but i want them next <laughs> Ugh, dude, how long are you in town for how long are you in the east coast for uh i'm just here till friday i was uh you know it's my i was uh uh i was gonna I was just up in Boston. I was up there working uh, this club up there for my buddy Johnny Peasy. It was just I was just back here. I was just oh, I know, to, I know. Johnny I was just Peasy. trying. I was trying to put together the. He's uh, a good man. Yeah, yeah. yeah Johnny yeah. Peasy's a real good guy. And he's no, not, not the. He's not John Peasy. No, not John Peasy, but Johnny, Johnny Peasy, Peasy. Oh. from up in Boston. And you're right, he's a great guy. When he's, I met him, he goes, "Hey, I'm Johnny Peasy," and I go, "All right, get the fuck out." I thought I thought John Peasy was fucking with me. No, oh. and he goes, "No," he goes, "I know what you think." And we worked because we worked the Brigada together. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a great human being. So he has a club up there, and so I want to go up there. And he threw a couple things around, it, you know, with uh, Mike Clark, Lenny's mm -hmm. brother, mm -hmm. and stuff. And I, it's been a while since I've been up to Boston. I want to go up there and hang out. And uh, it's and so, wild because you kind of you have a, a such an East Coast vibe that if you told somebody you were from Boston, they would believe it. If yeah, you said you were absolutely. from Brooklyn, they would believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just told me and my friend Bobby. Me and my friend Bobby. We're in the bath, smoking pot, drinking beers, what? shooting ducks. <laughs> and uh, who walks in? Miss Match. Miss Match walks in. And we were like, oh my God, it's Wicked Pisser. I go, are you from Boston? What gave you your first fucking clue? The fact that I don't say the letter I, you fuck. Go fuck your mother, you cocksucker.
And just fucking just like that. Go, oh yeah, he's from Boston. No, but I mean, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. No, but I mean, they go. I love. I love. Guy came over for a beer, and he's been performing for a half hour. Oh, I'm just you know. I open the refrigerator door, the light comes on, Richie. I do 15 minutes. That's the kind of entertainer I am. That's the kind of entertainer I am. The light means get off. Did you see the light? Well, that's, I thought you met stuff. a Bud Light. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. So I was just back here, and I, you know, I, I was going to go uh, uh, park up to Pittsburgh see my girl, but some work stuff came up, and I just like, you know, what? I'm just going to kind of. I, I didn't want to just fly back. I, you know, it's my my, my birthday is on Wednesday, so I just. Oh, happy back. Birthday, Thank birthday. you. Yeah, so I'm going to go back and uh, and hang out with my parents, and uh, we're going to go out to dinner with my brother Joe because his is March 20. Third, mine's March twenty eighth. I'll make you buy again. So we're gonna do what? No, I'm not gonna no, make you buy. It's my birthday. It's my, <laughs> that's why I got the one today because it's fifty percent off. See, I was using the noodle. He buy this one. He said, "This guy will be able to do it." Some, <laughs> some things you do, you think uh, out. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm noodle. just kidding. No, but uh, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, I just came back to hang out with them. I think it's. I gotta be honest. I think I'm really just done with California. I'm done with that whole Los Angeles scene. It, to me, it's like it's that, that is like the homeless. It's ridiculous. Oh man, fifty yeah, thousand homeless just in L.A. County proper. To, you know, it's just everything's becoming so expensive. The rents are ridiculous. I mean, thank God I'm in the building I'm in for like years now because I, I mean, I mean, you can't get a two bedroom, two bath for less than twenty five hundred, three grand out there. It's insane. Yeah. And you know, and they got these the, these homeless communities. I mean, you know, they come down there with a fire hose and wipe off the 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 the, the human excrement and the, and the needles. Really? Yeah, and they, you know, they set up these washing bins and stuff like that. But I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it it's just ridiculous that 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 they've allowed this problem to accumulate, and and, and the rents are the rents are going up and up and up, and and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like San Francisco soon. I mean, San Francisco is a good indicator. I mean, it is fucking tragic. These people gotta walk their kids to school over Through broken that. hypodermic needles and fucking human excrement, and they just, yeah, I was just gonna just hose it down, and I go, look, you want to live in a socialist paradise? Socialist paradise? That's what the fuck it is. And here's the problem: they've chased the the, the reason is because that that whole industry, the acting industry, because you started doing stand up, you you go in acting, which I've done a lot of it over the years. Yeah, it's just say, now yeah. they've kind of. Uh, what happened was is that there was the cottage industry of Los Angeles was was making films, and now they, 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 they these other s- states like Michigan and Atlanta and some of them are right to work states and non union states, and they'll go there and they'll give them a forty percent to fifty percent to sixty percent tax incentive yeah. to shoot yep. there, which creates jobs from there, which creates jobs from there, and then they let the fucking actors the SAG mismanage its relationship with AFTRA for many years. So the min- and it was a sister union because at this time maybe there was forty three SAG shows. And the SAG shows, that's the Screen Actors Guild. And there was only maybe 11 after shows on. It's actually flipped now because yeah. those contracts are very favorable to the Producers Guild. There's no money. You can't even get your fucking insurance. You, ha- you know how much you have to work? I mean, guys like, I just saw Bradley Whit- Whitford with Ooh. Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep do a talk about The Post. And Bradley Whitford saying, I'm doing twice as much work, making half as much money. So you've traced, you trace the industry out of the state because of your fucking high taxes. Minimum wage work. Yeah. No. So now, so then you got, work. then you let the, then you, then you combine these unions with this shit contract, and then you have actors, actors who fucking pretend for a living. You're gonna let these fucking people step up and run the fucking union. You don't, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What are they gonna do to get the union back, Sal? What are we talking about here? Money? Is that what we're talking about? Sal? 
It's like you want to, you want to like fucking guy like Jimmy Hoffa to run your fucking union, not fucking Steve, the character actor who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You know? Oh my god! So they chase the fuck, they chase the business out, they chase the business out of the fucking state. They chase the fucking jobs. They come up with these contracts, and now you're talking about everything streaming. There's no money to be fucking made or had. Then you throw fucking diversity on top of it. Ah, they said, what do we don't want? We don't even want to see white people anymore because that's what the fucking thing is. Because these fucking assholes wouldn't hire uh you know people of right. color could you stop the... holding back and let no 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 no, no 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 fuck you i'm gonna tell you exactly <laughs> <what I> <laughs> you just told the lesbian to shut no because they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't because they're trying to overcorrect their fucking absolutely, mistake absolutely. you know we work in industry i fucking go out of my way to help fucking everybody anybody i got not tough this business is i'm not gonna be the guy who makes it tougher for somebody i'm gonna fucking see if i can make a couple connections make a few phone calls help you the fuck out if i think you're fucking talented if you're not talented i'm not gonna do fucking nothing because we got enough of you people in the <laughs> business. Uh, but I'm go just run saying, a union but i'm just saying yeah go run a union you fucking meathead he hasn't even taken off his jacket yet <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, wait! I'm getting a signal from the uh, head of the union. We got to shut this podcast uh, down. But, but if you look, all I'm saying is, if you look what they've done, or not, if you just we got a few minutes. But if you look what they've done on, on that side of it, 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 and it's just fucking pathetic. And now you know, like people think, like it's like, I mean, they're doing. I'm just kind of. It, it's just. It's just concerning to me. The thing that bothers me too. The reality. Because shows. they've eliminated the middle class actor. Yes. Like I know you've Absolutely. done a lot of fucking acting. Right. And the, and the thing you is, and I talked about this at the brokerage. Yeah. That that which we never even got to that story. We never got to the brokerage. Story. We could tell the brokerage story next. But <laughs> I, I just think it's 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 just sad. You you took this that show business that everybody's trying to get into at least out there on that coast doesn't exist anymore. And so I don't know how much longer I'm going to hang out there. Just because it's like you know, I get tired of banging my head against the wall. Yeah. I mean, I got a, I got an hour special that I shot that looks amazing, that looks great, and I'm I have heard from six people. Well, you know, if you were uh, if you were a minority now, that would have sold already. Well, I'm going. Well, I'm not. And fucking stop telling me that because I don't believe it. But Why don't you go you, fucking sell it? You are a minority. You're funny. Yeah. Well, that, there you go. Yeah, how about that, assholes? I'm funny. I'm minority. Just but I'm, but you identify know. yourself as. Uh... You know. I was a lesbian. <laughs> we don't need two. Oh, we don't need two on the show. Already. Look at this hand. If you want to be part of our crew, we already have one. Yeah. So. Anyway, what the, what the point is? It's, it's it's just it's just you know I'm just it's one point. You just get tired of banging your fucking head against the wall. And I'm sure there's a lot more work back here. There's more, as much work back here in New York. Or, I think there's better. Com I think there's more fun comedy work back here. I think yeah. that you know what I'm saying. Like I think that here you can just be a comic. You know what I found out there? You have to be and not more. to contradict everything we're just saying, but I was just on the road in the Midwest and then in like the south, uh, southeast and like Nevada, and I didn't miss being on the East Coast off stage because people were actually polite. Yeah, well, you know, I, and I don't mean to, you know, I'm not, it's, it's just some things I've noticed. No, that, 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 I, I like, agree with what you But if you're, you're out there and you're paying these ridiculous rents and you're out there trying to get into show business, but the fact of the matter is that they're, they're not even going in that direction, nor do they want to, are interested in seeing you. I mean, then, then you the need more, to be rich then, to do then, free then you work. Just fucking go, you know what, let me go, let me go somewhere else. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, I've had, I've had fun out there, but I, I think it's time to move back here and kind of start working on the East Coast. Absolutely, that's, that's we would love to have you back. We'd love to have you back and maybe do our podcast sometime. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. That was drinks, jokes, and storytelling. <laughs> Last call.
Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.